everybody, get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a chef for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody, welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on this beautiful spring day. We beautiful got a, day. We got a studio full of people. Make some noise, everybody. Woo! Holy guacamole. And uh, we're going to be on Facebook Live in just a little bit, so just stay tuned for that. You can get it on Nikki Nellis And on Andy Facebook. Mitchell is flying the plane. All yes, right, so uh, fine, fine dining and cooking and all that must be in this guy's DNA. Uh, chef uh, Trevor King, of uh, the executive chef at... Potomac Farm in Lovettsville, Lovettsville wherever the hell that is. No, no, it's in Virginia. I know. I've been there. Kidding <laughs> but his grandmother was the food editor at Vogue, and now he is a sh- he's worked at LeBec Finn. He was at uh, in at Little Washington, it's and now intro. you're doing Let's your go. own thing. Man, it's great. So he's in. We're going to talk about Potomac Farm and what, what he's, he's doing, doing there. What he's doing out there, which yep. is amazing. Okay. Also, in back in studio again, we have uh, Graham Painter. He is with the New Zealand Wine Navigator. Please get rid of this guy. I know. He keeps coming back. Jeez. And uh, we um, are going to be talking Pinots. I'm very excited. All right. And uh, after working for many years with uh, Jeff Bubin, who's been in here about 48 times in the last six <laughs> weeks, at Vidalia, Hamilton Johnson has taken over the Vidalia Base. location and transformed it into Honeysuckle. And it's a rockin' place. Yes, it is. And he's in here with us. We're going to hear all about it and taste some of his food, and I'm Mm -hmm. ready. Okay, cool. And Saturday, April 22nd is Earth Day, and Dawson's Market. Yeah, Earth. Let's hear it. Hey, woo! Earth Day! Noah, do you uh, like Earth? Okay. Okay, he does. (laughs) Dawson's Market is going to be doing a huge festival, and back in studio with us is uh, Bart Yamlowski. He is Dawson's Director of Operations, and Mike Houston, the store manager, are both in. They brought some delicious food, and we're going to find out all about... And speaking of Earth Day, yes, you actually were. The Barley Music Fest in Alexandria is coming up. Sandrika Berthias is in. She's the event producer. Hannah Shai. Hannah Shai. Best last name in the studio, I think. Shai. <laughs> from Devil's Backbone Brewery. Bill Madden, who's probably been in here. You're Bill's like been a, in a bunch of times. You're time. close to being our Steve Martin. But he hasn't been in in a long time. And he's the founder and executive brewer at Mad Fox Brewing. Uh, he's in. We're going to be talking about. They've got live music coming up. Uh, they've got stuff for kids. It's going to well, be a blast. Well, why don't we get into it? Well, Did why we don't guess? we get into it? Tell us about the festival. What are we doing this year? So, to 18 brewery from mm-hmm. like local breweries, mm-hmm. and then three international ones. We have also great restaurants and live bands. So, because it is a beer and music festival, happening on the 22nd and the 23rd of April. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's. Last year it wasn't two days, though, Correct. right? Correct. So now we are making it two days because it was so much fun. Why should we stop it at one, <laughs> one day, you know? So, yeah. Okay. That's why we've been married 20 years. It was so much fun. That's why, right. why just make it one wedding? Right. I, that didn't get one laugh. I mean, <laughs> are you guys a painting? What's okay. the matter with you? Um, so you're going to have all these breweries there. Just tell people a little bit since, like, what it was like last year, what happened, and what people can expect this year. So last year we had eight, uh, 15 breweries, okay. and we had 1,000 people, more or less. It was the first year, and mm-hmm. people loved it. We had great reviews, so they wanted more. So now we are making it bigger. We are making it two days. We are having more restaurants. 
like you know art and craft event we are having loan games mm -hmm. so just you know more fun more things more tasting a lot of live music too. and uh, yeah so Not like six music. bands three each day that's a lot and uh yeah so <laughs> we all right well, we're gonna bring up hannah Hannah Shy. Hello. Hannah Shy. That is a pretty cool yeah, but name. She's anything but. I know that's true. <laughs> All right, so Hannah, tell us who you're with and what you're going to be pouring. So I am with Devil's Backbone mm -hmm. Brewing Company. Um, a little brief overview about Devil's Backbone. We opened in 2008 our brew pub in Nelson County, Virginia, and now we have our larger brewing facility in Lexington, Virginia. Um, today we are going to be pouring Caddy Wampus, our Belgian-inspired IPA, which we will also be pouring Tarver at is the very fest. Happy. Can you pour the chefs? Can you pour the chefs? In nine years on the show to drool at the okay. mention of a beer. <laughs> Hannah, you get to pouring that. And pour Absolutely. A little, just pour a little bit for everybody in studio. And Tarver, we're going to get to you. Hey, chef. Hey, how you doing? I drink during the day, so it's, it's totally oh, fine. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you see what's going on here in studio. This isn't a this public is confession yeah. show. Right. It's not an intervention. <laughs> it's just a regular radio show. Right. But okay. Exactly. All right, so... Tarver, give us like. Well, wait. I want to jump in. You okay. grew up with a grandmother who was not. A, she wasn't just in the food world. She was the food world. She she was in it before it was really cool. Mm -hmm. and, um, and she had friends like whose first names were Julia and James. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She was. She hung out with Julia Chowder when when she was in school. She hung out at the James Beard house all the time before James Beard was really anything. Did you watch him take showers in that weird in that shower? Weird she, shower she has in a house? he has a mirror over his bed. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't want to imagine that's what my grandmother was up to, but like. <laughs> right. I can't. Well, you've been to the James Beard house. I mean, yeah. he's got a glass shower that's yeah. like over the dining room. Yeah. It's really strange. It's it's very interesting. He was he's an interesting very, guy. Yes, he was eccentric. Yeah. But yeah. she was a food editor for Vogue magazine, which is what Jeffrey Steingarten was for. A while, mm -hmm. um, she wrote a bunch of cookbooks. Uh, she edited for Gourmet Magazine. Um, yeah, she was fascinating. Unfortunately, like uh, she passed away when I was like three or four. Okay. So a lot of the stories about her I learned from my mom. Totally. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, most of that kind of skipped. Some of it must her. have, you know, injected into your DNA because here you are. So, why food for you? And how did you end up at places like French Laundry and Lebec Bin, and then with Boobin? Yeah. No, um, not Boobin. Hamilton uh, was with Boobin. You're oh, you were with Boobin. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, no. Um, That's I, why I'm here. To keep I, straight. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'm just the boob that runs yes, the show, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you. I got okay. beer. Um, here we go. Here. I, <laughs> Does everybody have beer? Let's do a cheers. Cheers, cheers. everybody. What a way to kick off a Sunday. All right. I started cooking out of spite. To be honest, uh, like I was, I was. Me and my brothers were bad kids. Uh, we just got into a lot of trouble. And my dad was like, you're not going to be a bum for the rest of your life. you got to get a job. you got to start doing something. So I started washing dishes and prep cooking, and it was all the stuff your parents tell you not to do, you know, playing with fire and knives and cussing and drugs. It was great. I was like, yeah, i got a job, okay, there Dad. A little kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he means aspirin and Advil. Okay, well, uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, but um, and I fell in love with it on the first day. I mean, it was, it was just amazing. And there was, a, there was a passion to it. There was something about working with your hands that locked on when I was, when I was 16, and then I, I just never stopped. But you also, um, having um, had your food at the Ashby Inn, mm -hmm. you were doing um, really creative cooking. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you were using different ingredients. You were coming at it from a very specific point of view pretty early on. Right. So where where did that stem from? Um, it, it really kind of stems. I don't want to talk too much and get into too too much detail, but it really kind of stemmed into why we came to this area. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of wild food here. I mean, there's four seasons, so pretty much everything that we wanted to eat as ingredients grew and was a, uh, growing around here wild. So mm -hmm. we really wanted to try and tap into that and create a theatric, progressive eating experience. And doing something like that at Ashby and at Patamac is 
right. is what we try. Well, let's talk about Panama because in yeah, for people who haven't been there, can you explain it? Like, we, give yeah. us a little walkthrough. We um, we're a pretty large forty-acre farm. That being said, it's mostly woods. Um, we grow all of our own produce and raise animals for meat and eggs um, on just about an acre of that forty. Mm -hmm. um, the farm, the dining room itself is a great big giant greenhouse. Um, and it's beautiful and it's like up on a giant hill and just overlooking point of rocks. You see mountains and the bridge. But you think we should all go? Like it sounds so pretty. Let's, let's go now. But it's kind of the thing like, you know, you drive from a long distance. Pretty, uh, 99% of all the guests that come to Potomac are, are, are out on excursions. So, I mean, like when guests come in, that's the first thing we say is like, how was your trip? But the ambiance of the restaurant kind of stems out into the entire Lovisfield in that whole valley. Like being in a greenhouse, you're encapsulated in glass. And you're just like in the environment. You're outside. How far is Lovettsville from the Beltway? Oh, about. F I mean, without traffic, and if you drive like I do, like forty-five minutes, so forty minutes. With traffic, it's it. what nine months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is it? Is, uh, are there are there accommodations nearby too? Yeah. Um, there's a few little bed and breakfasts which we have, which we're really good friends with, and uh, they'll drive you out and pick you up and you know take you out to dinner so so you can. Have some drinks because then you'll they'll be enjoying it, enjoying it the right way. Why don't Cheers. you um, tell us about what you brought in today? Um, yeah, so this was kind of like a, a little bit of everything from the farm. This is a very wild soup. So this is a a, a warm ramp fishy or warm ramp bisque. Mm -hmm. uh, in the bowl is pickled ramps, uh, uh, buttermilk, ramp oil, and then we raise geese on the farm. Um, and they actually go throughout the farm and eat all the weeds. They also like asparagus, so we got to watch them during asparagus season. But they'll go through the the little rows and eat all the weeds and stuff because we're all organic. I think I saw eat. some geese eating roasted asparagus the other day. Did you? Day. Yeah. They really, know, they really like <laughs> asparagus. But, um, yeah, and, you know, they, they live a very happy life. Gripping on you? Gripping? Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. It happens. Go ahead. You can um, do that. And then there's some wild peppercress and red buds, which are in the season. We want to do something really springy, and then we charge it with uh, NO2 to make it really light and airy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's technically a very rich soup, but doing this gives it like almost like a moussey like consistency. It's so beautiful. It's um, so you do a lot of foraging? Yes. Um, we go, we're, we're only open three nights a week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we do like brunch on Saturday and Sunday, but okay. we're there all the time and we're out in the woods foraging and picking and we, the menu really dictates um, whatever, or actually the pharmacist, I should say, is what dictates our menu and what we find. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And so every day it changes? Every day, every day it changes a uh, little bit. There are some dishes that kind of stay on. Um, there's a tom yum soup that's been on the menu. We've been trying to take it off and move on, but it keeps kind of it. yeah, it keeps kind of staying on there. But um, uh, but for the most that's part, good. yeah, things change all the time. Okay. That's good. And wait, awesome. how many days a week are you open? Three night, three nights, and then we do brunch on Saturday and Sunday. Wow. And, and then once a month we do a Sunday supper. So is it Friday, which we, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday. That's a pretty good schedule. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as chefs, I mean, Hamilton can tell you, like, we work a lot. So, I, know, I mean, that's like, my point. Yeah. Sure, so Hamilton is like, wait a second. I heard, <laughs> I heard about Potomac Farm years ago. And I've been. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, but it create you know, like, if you're bogged down, you know, mm -hmm. like, restaurants can really bog you down. And a lot of times, like at Ashby Inn was a perfect example, we came up with a lot of ideas and things that we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And we literally just didn't have time to test it. You mm -hmm. know, like, we were just kind of like, Put things on the menu and kind of fix it as service went on mm -hmm. you know like whereas here we can really develop dishes they become more of a project like this soup we you tried a few times are gonna have to out. wait to the commercial break till he puts soup well, in your bowl but it is so, so yummy raising crops on the farm and all of that i assume you're organic farming mm -hmm. there are no chemicals and all of that right. what are you feeding the animals um they eat like non-gmo organic grains uh depending on like our turkeys and chickens do 
Mm -hmm. um, we'll eventually be raising goats, and they'll just eat grass. You know, like we'll move the chickens move around on the farm and eat grass and wild grubs and things like that. Um, and you're slaughtering there? No, no. We we go to like these really cool. Um, there's like an Amish guy that does some of it, and mm -hmm. like one of our I don't neighbors. Think the animals think it's cool. <laughs> they don't. They, they, we, you know, we. But they've had, they've had a good time up until that point. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. So was this was having the farm? Was that something that you were really looking to do? This is something that the owner Beverly started 20 years ago. Okay. And um, she started. It was nothing but more than grazing organic produce for her family. Mm -hmm. That became a farmer's market. That farmer's market became taking people from the market to do tours on the farm. Mm -hmm. That became dinners once a weekend. That ended up being the ABC guy showing up with a on the door and knocking, be like, "You have to have a license. You can't just you like can't just do, do a restaurant on your on your farm." And she's right. like, "Oh, you know, okay." And then uh, she, you know, was like, "I guess I got to, I guess I got to either, you know, quit or make it happen." And she, you know, took out uh, a loan and built a restaurant out of it mm -hmm. and kind of started from there. And started from there. And yeah. then, but you joined. You came on board how long ago? Uh. Four years ago, coming okay. up on four years ago. Wow, so you've been there for a while. Well, where and, but, do, you, do you, you don't live on the farm? No, I live close by in Harpers Ferry, which is nice. Too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, there. what can people look forward to in the spring and summer from you? Spring for sure. Asparagus is going to be popping up real soon. Um, our menu, I mean, we we put up and preserve everything throughout the spring and summer to use during the winter months. Mm -hmm. So we're we're looking forward to you know uh, getting out of the larder and going back into the fields. Like right now, we're using a lot of pickles and stuff. So mm -hmm. we're looking forward to a lot of fresh, young baby ingredients. You know, lots of baby you know vegetables baby and things carrots, like that. Baby. Yeah, little little things. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> you can go to Potomac and eat babies. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna come back. To, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we can come back and we'll wrap up with you. This is. Okay. David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just Hit a sec. Yes. Come to the Marketed River Falls for the premium meats that make for delicious family holidays. Glorious briskets and short ribs for Passover and succulent lambs, hams, and roast for Easter. Passover and Easter taste better at the Marketed River Falls. Listen to what Dr. Schertz is talking about on Tech Talk. Google announced that effective immediately, Symantec-issued certificates will not be treated as having extended validation, which is the highest level of trust a browser can place in a certificate. And it's based on the belief that the issuer conducted a detailed investigation to make sure it wasn't dealing with an imposter before issuing the certificate. From now on, Chrome will gradually reduce its trust in Symantec search. Stratford University's Tech Talk Radio, Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 on 1500 AM. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. I'm Aileen Black. And I'm Gigi Shum. Together, we host Women of Washington. You'll hear the inspiring and amazing stories of women who have paved their own path to success and achieved incredible milestones in their careers. Some have leaned in. Others took an unconventional approach. All have made an impact on the business landscape of Washington, D.C. and beyond. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 1 for Women of Washington, Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Women of Washington. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Tarver King, who is the executive chef at Patomac Farm out mm -hmm. in Lovettsville. And you See? hear all that clinking, and that's uh, everybody <coughs> eating the delicious soup he brought right, in. All right, let's talk 
we got about a minute and a half yes. here. What's in that soup? Because that soup has no taste. And... I know. There's so many different flavors yeah, in there. Yeah, it's, it's dried mushrooms from the last season, um, wild ramp shoots that came from off the hills, um, a little bit of butter, salt, mm -hmm. vegetable broth, and that's it. And then in the bowl was the ramp oil, pickled ramps, wild red buds, pepper crust, grilled goose. Super easy. Anybody can make it. It's five right? minutes. Like, bing, bing, bing. Five minutes oh, Meals ready to right, go. Right, Pretty right, sure right. it's going to be on McDonald's right, real right. soon. So let's make sure everybody knows, I mean, where, where Lovettsville are, is. Right. I assume it's out 66 someplace, no? Uh, yeah, I think 270 is the fastest way. That's the way I got here. Did you come across? Yeah. Oh, so cool. how'd you do it? Yeah, like, uh, I guess that's, two, I don't know, Google takes me everywhere. I'm not really sure. Like, I guess like 270 yeah, down to 15. Yeah, there you go. All right. And 15 pulls you right up. No, yeah. it's All worth right. it. This is delicious. Awesome. So just give everybody your website, please. Uh, you know, padamacfarm.com. Really, right, really easy. Thanks, Trevor. Thank All you so right. much. All right, Bill Madden. Barley Music Fest. How are you, Bill? Doing great. It's been a Good long morning. time. Yeah, it has been, been a while. Yeah. What so, have you been doing besides brewing beer? And opening up places and doing any right. thing. Just brewing, brewing, brewing. You know, the business is just booming these days, so... Mm -hmm. Coming up with new recipes all the time, coming up with new beers, lots of IPAs. All right, what's your favorite new recipe? Come on. Uh, we just came out with the Yeasty Boys, which was a collaboration that we did <laughs> with uh, Right Very Proper. Uh, it's a New England-style IPA. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm doing these these beers these days. Everything about it is against what we learned in school because it's a hazy beer with all sorts of citrus and fruity flavors. But uh, it's what the people want right Will now. Will it be at, what they want. at the fest? That will not be at the fest, actually. We've got our Keller Bear Kolsch, which we're going to be pouring right now. Okay. And our Orange Whip, which we'll be pouring uh, a little bit later as All well. Right. So okay, terrific. We and, well, wait, so we got CBC coming up. Are you doing any collabs for that? <sighs> the, well, the Right Proper collab right. was the first one. We just released that on Thursday. Mm -hmm. We did Why a collab with... what CBC is. Acronyms oh, are not good for something. Craft Brewers Conference, yeah, yeah which yeah. starts tonight. Insider yeah. talk. Yeah, mm -hmm. sorry, sorry. That starts tonight, actually. They've uh -huh. got a hill climb reception. We've also got... Uh, a promotion that we're doing with um, uh, Pizzeria Paradiso, where mm -hmm. we're releasing the Yeasty Boys again. Okay. Um, and that's the Fresh by Death event. Okay, cool. And then we've also got uh, our release tonight at RFD mm -hmm. with Devil's Backbone. We did a collaboration mm -hmm. with them with six other or five other breweries, all in Virginia breweries, and it's called their Adventure Pack. And we brewed a uh, Irish Dry Stout with Devil's Backbone. Cool. So it's fortuitous that you bring us both in. I well, know, we, right? had, we had Dave uh, Coleman, Dave Coleman, and Mike McGarvey were on last week talking about the event. I mean, this is if you love beer, if you love craft beer. Oh yeah, we've so got about like, twenty-five thousand brewers and allied right. trade that are coming to town like this, week. Over the city this week. And we've got events planned every night. Uh -huh. uh, there's an event at the, our tap room in Glover Park every night this week. Right. So if you're a cop and you own a breathalyzer, I would. <laughs> <And you> Uber, <laughs> Lyft, right. Right. any right. other That's way. We do. All right. So what are you pouring first? This is the Keller Beer Kolsch, okay. the German-style golden ale, a mm -hmm. beer style that originates in the Cologne area of Germany. Um, touch of wheat malt, Pils malt, and German uh, hop varietal as well. And it's unfiltered. This is the way a German brewer might drink it right off the fermenter. All, All right. Cool. Thank you. All right. Well, while Graham is making his way over here, the Barley Music Festival is in Alexandria next weekend, right? The 22nd and 23rd? Yes. All right. And there's family fun, stuff for kids. There's music. There's lots of beer. It's well, and, we'll bring Sandrika back, and she'll tell and us more about And there's lots of beer. All right, happening. so stepping up to the plate here is a guy who's been on the show before. 
our friend Graham Painter, who flew in all the way from New Zealand just for this moment. Am I right, Graham? Something like that. Just say yes. Okay. Don't make me have to be a liar. And uh, Graham is the uh, CEO and founder of NewZealandWineNavigator.com. It's a website that is really everything you ever wanted to know about New Zealand wines and whether or not you were afraid to ask or wanted to know it and had the courage to ask. It's all there on that site. What what's your background? Why did you do this as opposed to just sitting around raising, you know, grapes and? Well, it's a good question. In fact, right now I'm not quite sure why the hangout I, I did it, but it just seemed show. like a hell of a fun thing to do. Right. But uh, there's been a few challenges along the way. There's a few regulatory barriers to get across uh, in the United States. Uh, mm. You're dealing with 50 different countries. Uh, so uh, wait around, yeah. new president gets finished with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. I wish. Different if we're all still here. If we're all still here, there could be a big hole okay. in the ground. So, guys, so tell us, you know, about the vetting process that you're doing with the wines that you bring in. Okay. The Aulo wines are curated by Cameron Douglas, who's New Zealand's only master sommelier. Okay. Cameron's very well known throughout sommelier circus in, mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. He's here regularly. So we're currently representing 14 vineyards. Okay all selected by Cameron, but we're not presenting all the wines from each of the vineyards. Cameron, again, has looked at their wines and has selected maybe two, maybe three, at most four wines that he considers are their top wines. Okay. So all these are family estate vineyards. Okay. And so once you bring those wines on board, is it about getting them out there, educating people? It's absolutely about getting them out there because Mm -hmm. most people think that New Zealand produces Sauvignon Blanc and Sauvignon Blanc and Sauvignon Blanc. Mm -hmm. But you produce any Sauvignon Blanc? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we we actually have a couple of Sauvignon Blancs, but uh, in fact, we've got four of them, each from different regions, Mm -hmm. and and so that's something different. But what we really want to do is to demonstrate there's a whole lot more wine available from New Zealand Mm -hmm. at seriously good quality. Mm-hmm. other than Sauvignon Blanc. Well, let's talk about it. You brought three Pinots, from one from each of the sort of three premier regions. Yeah, uh, we have one from Nelson, mm-hmm. the Brightwater. Nelson's at the top end of the South Island. It has the longest sunshine hours in the country. Mm-hmm. So it has its own distinctive terroir and climate. Then we have one, Osla, which comes from the Waitaki Valley, which is further down the South Island. Lots and lots of limestone. Okay. And, in fact, the the symbol on their label is a fossilised uh, scallop shell, mm-hmm. which the, the whole vineyard is full of these boulders with fossils in them. Neat. And then we have another one from a little further south in the Otago region, but the sub-region of the Gibston Valley. Okay. People, again, think of Otago, but Otago has four very distinctive sub-regions, mm-hmm. and this comes from the Gibston Valley. Lots and lots of schist. Quite steep country, mm-hmm. extremes of temperature. Um, yeah. But yet, so given the different regions and the different weather systems and 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 uh, terroir, the Pino, uh, Pinot Noir grape still thrives in all of them. Absolutely. That's interesting, and, don't and, you think? Because it usually only thrives in certain environments. Well, you may get a Pinot from Hawkes Bay in the North Island, mm-hmm. but we would say that Pinots need to be more stressed. Okay. And the more stressed they are... Well, they'll be very happy in our house. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. It's stressful all the time in our house. <laughs> Too many kids. You want to pop one of these? With yeah, you? absolutely. Let's, Let's, so Let's so pop can... the bright water. Let's okay. drink, Graham. Come on. Okay. okay. Here you go. Here, Nikki and I can Just share. A, yeah. Oh. If we can oh, get some go. more cups for everybody yeah. else in the studio, please. So what? which one yeah. is this? 
That's the bright water. Okay. okay. So it's Nelson. <laughs> so it's alluvial flats, old river flats. You know, it's nice and light. Yeah. Got a nice sort of dry mm. aftertaste. I love this. It's a 2014. Okay. So it's it's more recent, but right. fairly typical vintage. Mm-hmm. The, the the other two are a little older. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it's 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 great wine. Yeah, uh, no, it's a lovely wine. Yes. Um, so uh, my name's Maria, and yeah. I'm I'm the East Coast representative. Yeah, Maria's here so, too, guys. So okay. <laughs> you know, if you want these wines, you've got to see me, because <laughs> Graham's a bit far away. Right. Um, but what I want to say is, I've now been able to introduce these to the market, DC and other. And chefs and sommeliers are very excited and very surprised by what we have to offer. It's difficult to explain when you're just talking terroir. I mean, what does that actually mean? Well, I think if you're talking with chefs, they kind of know. Well, no, they do, but I'm saying here on this show right now. So at the end of the day, the wines will speak for themselves. And every presentation that I've done, they've been very pleasantly surprised. So where do you have distribution? Because that's important. Okay, we have – we – Warehouse our wines in California, so mm-hmm. we import into our own warehouse in California, and we can distribute direct to consumers in 14 states. Okay. Outside of that, we have to distribute through a d- distributor and in, in their retailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right now, uh, Maria on the East Coast, uh, we've got wines going into Boston, we, which is through a distributor and then retail, mm-hmm. a whole food store there, and we'll have other stores in due course and restaurants. So our target is the higher-end restaurants and higher-end... Uh, you mean like Honeysuckle or Patamac Farm, perhaps? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly right, Nikki. And by the way, you'll find the door is hard to open. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, we, let's talk about the next wine that you just poured. Yeah. The, the, the next one is, is, is Osler. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the 2009 mm-hmm. vintage. So wow. it's it's... Some people will say, did, did I pour you? Yeah, you yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people will say, well, Pinot, mm-hmm. will that sell it? Right. Absolutely it will sell it. This wine will sell it for 10 years or so. Okay. And what would we look for when it's sellers? Like how, how will it grow during that time period? It will just continue to mature. Okay. I mean, this is really delicious. Yeah. Much bolder. That's what she was hoping when she married me, that I would continue to mature. But <laughs> yeah, but that didn't happen. It didn't happen, I'm sorry. Hence the stress in our house. Oh, my condolences. Maybe he's like a Pinot grape, like, and I didn't know that. I have Pinot envy. As a <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what we have time for the last wine. God bless you, Graham. Thank you. What's the last wine you're pouring? This is from Brennan. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Which is from the mm. Gibston Sub-region of Otago. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a 2011. Okay. So not quite as old as the Oslo. Mm-hmm. But all these wines mm-hmm. are meant to represent the the land, the grape, the terroir, the climate from mm-hmm. which they come. There's not – the vintner doesn't mess around with them. Okay. You know? Well, right, because there's not a lot of messing around to do because it's all about the product. It's all about the grape. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do we right. have to go? We got a we got a wrap here. Um, let's give the website address so everybody can find you, Graham. Nz dot dot oh dub 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 nzwinenavigator dot com. Awesome. Perfect. Thank All you right. so much. Let's go to David. Yeah, we can no, get Hamilton on here. That would be perfect. Thank okay. you guys so much. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. The most dangerous day for a baby is the first day of life. 
Babies born in poverty zones are dying from infections, pneumonia, malnutrition, but they don't have to die. For nearly 60 years, Project Hope has been working around the world, training local health care workers, delivering medicines and medical supplies, giving newborns the healthy start they need to survive and thrive. Make sure her first day of life is not her last. To volunteer or learn more about Project Hope, visit projecthope.org. The What's Working in Washington podcast with your host, Jonathan Aberman. We share this region's innovative, entrepreneurial, and creative spirit. This podcast tells impressive stories of passion and spunk taking place here in the D.C. region. It illustrates how the nation's capital is anything but the stuffy, bureaucratic, politics-only reputation it tries to shed. The What's Working in Washington podcast. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, or at WTOP.com. Search Podcast D.C. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to be day. A football I stadium. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. You know, the mantra in Washington is follow the money. Everybody says it. Hardly anybody does it. But we do. Every week on Your Turn with Mike Causey. Whether it's your pay raise, a major change to your retirement package, or the chances of layoffs, we're on it. Because we really do follow the money, and it's your money. Give us a listen Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m., or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Your Turn. All right, we're back on Fooding the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I want to thank our sponsors, our friends at ProFish, greatest fish in the city, boy. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh, celebrity Cruises, uh, the market at River Falls in Potomac. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and should get, um, they're doing menus right now for Passover. Right. So uh, if you need anything, so it starts tomorrow night. Uh, definitely, they have a great, great menu for, okay. um, to right. help you out with your Seder table. So let's get to Hamilton, Johnson. I was just dispensing medical advice to him, but now we're going to talk about something else. So, Because he's a doctor in his off hour. I am. Just so I you know. But. You don't want to know what kind of doctor I am. <laughs> yeah. um, so you were at Medallia. Right. And you were with Jeff for many years. Eight years. Yeah. That's a long time. It's a long time. To be with him. With anybody. (laughs) Jeff was just I mean, we love him, but I mean, it's a long time. It's a long time. So now you're doing your own thing. Right. And what I find interesting is you're a Southerner, uh, but you love Iceland and Nordic influences. And so you, you, what are we talking about, Southern Iceland that's getting merged here? I know. It's it's, it's kind of a weird combination. So you've got Honeysuckle. Let's let's talk about what you're doing there. Um, Doing Southern, you know, some Southern stuff. I spent a lot of time in Finland and Iceland, so I like to take you know some of the ingredients that people don't have there, kind of bring them together and put them in dishes here. Like uh, sea buckthorn, um, Icelandic lamb, trout, cod, langoustines. What was it when you went to Iceland? What was it about the products that were available or the cuisine there that you were like, oh, I want the, uh, this speaks to me. I want to work with this. When they're so fresh, I mean, mm-hmm. they're just like right out of the water. So it's like you don't you don't get to taste stuff like that every day, mm-hmm. um, and I just like to bring that here for people to experience. Well, yeah. so you know you totally redid the dining room, yeah, um, and it looks fabulous, and it's covered with your tattoos. Yeah, the ceiling and the bar is covered. Well, with no, all he's my covered tattoos. with his tattoos. <laughs> he's he's covered with tattoos. replicas. Yeah, of his yeah exactly. <laughs> Something like that. And we have like a rock star room with Lou Reed and is there a David theme? Bowie. I'm looking. You got to see this guy's got more ink than a than a printing press. So, <laughs> so is there a theme? 
somewhat. It's just random. It just stuff? depends on where it is. <laughs> okay. Depends on the mood of the day. You know? <laughs> ah, I should get this. Should I get this? I'll show you mine later. Ah, <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> you have to go real far to find it. That's for sure. You do. <laughs> well, congratulations. All right. Um, so you changed everything in there, and then how did you come up with like the overriding concept? Like, what did you did you feel like you had to stay true to? Some of your southern roots? Or? Yeah, I think so. You know, kind of still incorporate some of that, but then bring something new to the city that no one's really no one's really doing. I mean, have you been working at where you, like when you were at Vidalia, were you going, God, one of these days I got to do this? No, not necessarily. It kind of all fell into place. Uh, you know, luckily. So let's talk about the menu. And for people who haven't been to the space yet, <clears throat> what are some of the things they can find? Um, we have hamachi with sea buckthorn and fennel. Okay, we some have, people don't know what sea buckthorn uh, is. Sea buckthorn is a small berry. Kind of looks like a tiny kumquat, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. That's real tart. Uh, it's from like and the Arctic Circle. And where is it from? Uh, it's from the Arctic Circle. So you can get it from Canada. You can get it from Finland. Okay. Iceland. If we wait long enough, the Arctic Circle will be in Bethesda. Okay. Again, <laughs> another show. <laughs> he so desperately wants his yeah. own political show, and it's just not happening. Yeah. So yeah. Let's talk about the environment. <laughs> so, I mean, walk us through the stuff that people walk in and go, um, what is that? We have crispy sweetbreads with grits, ramp grits, and country ham. Awesome. I mean, that's that's kind of southern familiar. But what'd you um, bring in today? So we have uh, lava bread, which is they make in geothermal underground in mm-hmm. Iceland. It's so good. So it's an actual recipe from there. We cook it for twelve hours, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, cured uh, fjord trout from northern Iceland, mm-hmm. and then pickled and sweet rhubarb. It's so good. It takes twelve hours to make the bread. Yeah, they put it in a little milk carton and they do it overnight. Oh, and they just dig it in the ground, right? I mean, Iceland is just so fabulous. Yeah. Um, I just everything I, I do. Try so let's right. talk about Icelandic lamb. I mean, you know, what about I, it? well, because if terroir affects what wine tastes, like, season's coming up. I got to believe sure. that that that. Fortunately, we have New Zealand wine in, but not New Zealand lamb, because that would be a real problem, right? <laughs> I'm asking a substantive question. Okay, for I'm a waiting change. for it. So the question is, what does what the lambs are eating in Iceland? What does that do to the taste of the meat? Versus what our friends in you know south southwestern Virginia were raising. Well, I'm sure it's just, I mean it's just different because they eat differently in the atmosphere. Is it sweeter? Is it? It's gamier for sure. It is yeah. gamier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're all pasture raised yeah. too, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. they're very proud of that over there. Right. Yeah. Ah. Huh. All right. Um, and well, who's handling desserts? Uh, we, uh, pastry chef TC Lombard. Um, okay. He's really good. His, where was he? He was at uh, the Gray in Savannah. Before. Okay. So oh. And he came, came up here. here. Yeah. Right. And so, how is he uh, executing your vision? Uh, he's doing very well, but you know, we, we, we you know we collaborate together, and he does he does a fantastic job. All right, and you guys have been open how long? About three months. Yeah, three, months? three months. We just started happy hour this week. So, what does that look like? Uh, it's drink specials. We have you know some bar bites and stuff that are you know tater tots with smoked uh, uh, salted cod. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of different from the oh, that lot kind good, of thing. Well, because I mean, in the, it's hard because you're in a space that is well storied. So they had a terrific happy hour, right? right? Yeah. So I think bringing that back, yeah, because people loved it. All right, yeah. I mean? All, All right. right. Well, make sure everybody knows where if if you know where Vidalia was, where's Honeysuckle? 1990 M Street, okay. Honeysuckle DC. Thank right you so much for coming circle. in. Thank you guys. All right, feel All right. better. Sandrika, pulmonologist. Get up to the mic. <laughs> all right. This <laughs> so the festival. Yes. You have all these. Uh, was it hard to get more people to come and to do it for two days? 
Well, that's why we are here, right? right. To market the event and so everybody no, can no, come. No, no, no. I mean, like, to get the beer makers. Like, when you went to all the breweries, we were like, we're doing it for two days. We're oh, like, no. oh, in, we're in. That's great. All the breweries are, like, super excited to be part of the event. Mm -hmm. They are, like, marketing their own beer at the moment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, no, finding more beers with different breweries was very days, easy. Yeah. Everybody's okay. on board. Everybody's excited. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. And um, what does it cost? So actually, so it's $25 for the whole day, and mm -hmm. you can sample as many beers as you want. So it's very affordable. You can get it on Eventbrite mm -hmm. or on our website, berlinmusicfest.com. Okay. And uh, yeah, so 25 on Saturday, $25 on Sunday. Perfect. And uh, yeah, as many beers, in, you know, 40 right. beers to taste from and unlimited all day. So again, just Uber get Uber or Lyft. And Lyft and Uber yeah, or yeah. Lyft. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let's bring <laughs> Hannah up to the mic. Yeah. Hannah, so tell us a little bit about the brewery. So, um, I said a little bit about before in 2008 is when we actually opened, um, a little backstory about it was that Steve and Crandall Heidi went on a trip to Europe, um, and they went to all these ski resorts and realized that at the bottom of each ski resort, there was a brew pub that had such a great neighborhood community feel. So, um, when they came back to America, they wanted to bring that back with them. And they decided that Nelson County with wintergreen ski resorts, um, at the bottom of the hill, they wanted to open the brew pub. So that's where they did it. So we're now very German influenced, um, as a brewery as well with our Vienna lager as our flagship beer. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So what are we pouring? So, um, in addition to Caddy Wampus that will be poured at the festival, we will what also be... What does Caddy Wampus mean? Caddy Wampus. Um, so, in a sense, it's a mixture of just styles. So, the Belgian-inspired IPA. So, a Belgian ale and an IPA style being merged together. So, that's what that beer is. Um, but in addition to Caddy Wampus, we'll be pouring pear lager. He's like, I still don't get it. What is, like, no, I, I want to know <laughs> what Caddy Wampus means. Right. So I bet Caddy you don't Wampus know. Caddy Wampus is kind of just like a little bit off, you know, like a little bit wonky, I guess. So just like Caddy Wampus, it's a Belgian-inspired IPA. So, huh, like what? A little wonky. Okay. okay. I'm yeah, still yeah. saying how like that, <laughs> but okay. Right. So you're going to pour something now. Yeah, so now Pear Lager is next. It's a golden ale. Because I don't ale. have enough in front of me, and I need more. <laughs> oh, I got you covered. Okay, don't worry, cool. Let's do it. All right, you pour, and where is Bart? Where'd Bart go? Where yeah. is Bart? Yeah, he's on his way back. Okay, okay. hold on. He went away. Jenny, can you open up the door, All please? right, so Mike Houston is here. He's the store manager okay. at Dawson's in Rockville, and I have to say... <laughs> Uh, every Monday night, I cut across from Virginia to pick up our daughter at dance, and I stop at Dawson's for food while I'm. We, we appreciate right. it. Killing. Yeah. I'm the guy that makes your night every Monday night. <laughs> yeah, well, we and love it's that. It's a great, great, great little market. It is a great everything's market. organic. Everything's beautiful. The salad bar, even at you know seven eight o'clock. No, I mean, our, our prepared foods department. I mean, chef does a fantastic it's job with uh, with everything there. And uh, Bart Yablonski has joined Hello, us. Hello, thanks for having me. Great you should be an actor. <laughs> Starring Bart Yablonski and Noah. Hi, Noah. Bart's son Noah's here, too. Say hi. Come on, Say Noah. Hi, <laughs> Say hi, loud. There we go. He's been there on the radio. Right. All right, so... Uh, why don't we do this, Mike? Give us sure. a little 411 on, on Dawson's. Yes, yeah, so we're uh, we're an independently owned natural food market. Um, so everything in the store, um, you know, we got plenty of organic stuff. Um, everything's all natural, and then we focus a lot on locally made, locally sourced, locally produced items. Um, local for us is within a hundred miles, so it's a pretty tight definition. Um, mm -hmm. Western Maryland, there's a lot of great farmland. Um, you know, there's plenty of great breweries and vineyards that we source from so and so you guys brought in a ton of food today you're doing a <laughs> spring festival yes right, so. what tell us about it what are you doing so we're doing am i right kimchi 
No. 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 So we're doing so we're doing Spring Fest, which is to celebrate <laughs> Earth Day. Okay. And so we thought what would be fun was to bring in since we had all this great food when we started out with all these excellent chefs. <laughs> <clears throat> we thought we'd bring in some stuff you can get in the grocery store, but we wanted to see if you could tell what it is. Okay. So we I know started what that out. Is. We started out with breakfast. So before you eat that, before okay, you eat so that, eat this first? so okay, I've got sorry. chocolate milk. Okay. So anybody that likes chocolate milk, grab some chocolate milk. Everybody and I've also got milk. a little a little um, yogurt parfait here. So please try try yeah, some chocolate. Milk. You only need to try a little bit, but <coughs> we're, we're, jack, we're, we're accepting fruit? guesses. It's not jackfruit. Okay. Is that jackfruit? What this is, is chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. How's it taste? It's delicious. It's not really chocolate milk. What is it? It's made out of peas. What? Pea milk. So, so we figured pea milk would be a good thing to talk about on the radio. This is yes. a family show. <laughs> okay, and it's not yellow, right? So, yeah. It looks like chocolate milk. So it's made it, out of like, It's made out of pea protein, yes. Right. Okay. It's, it's called Ripple <clears throat> is the brand. And so basically one of the, you know one of the things about Earth Day is the understand the impact of livestock on mm-hmm. the planet. Mm-hmm. And we sell a ton of steak, and we're Mike and I are both uh, carnivores. We love steak. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there's a big push in our industry right now to look for alternatives. Mm-hmm. And so what we brought today are a number mm-hmm. of those things that you could try. Okay. So the yogurt parfait right now um, mm-hmm. is almond milk yogurt. Okay. okay? So, it's not, so it's non-dairy. Mm-hmm. And then um, you and should try. And that's delicious. Thanks. And, um, mm-hmm. and then I've got some what – Dave's trying right now. Mike, you want to tell him? Dave's just eating. Like, yeah. He's just like, what? Yeah. Wait, are we supposed to I wonder to be... what this is. Yeah, so, and so Kite Hill is the uh, the almond brand yogurt. Um, so what David is trying is Miyoko's. Um, it is a cultured butter. Okay. Um, so, again, completely plant-based, 100% vegan, how, no, Dave, no animal at all. There's no dairy? Like no dairy. I can't this, believe this, it's not butter. This, this is a fantastic brand. We carry uh, carry a lot of stuff from them. Like, yes, yeah. it's refrigerated. Yes. Okay. So it's refrigerated. And it's yes, made sold in our dairy. It's made out of coconut oil. And there is literally no coconut residue at all. Like you don't even. No, right. I mean, that. it really That's tastes cool. tastes like butter. Looks like butter. Right. Yeah. And what so now, so that those are chili lime carnitas. Okay. So uh, it's not kimchi. So <laughs> take take a try. Sorry. Like <laughs> they got they got they got a lot on their plate. Literally. <laughs> so it's jackfruit. Okay. Yeah. So jackfruit. You, you got it just a little early. Right. Jack jackfruit is. Yeah, he eats all the notes. <laughs> Jackfruit has been around for what does my note say? There three thousand years. It's okay. been cultivated six, six thousand years um, from some, yeah. you know, some uh, from South oh Asia, God, and you. it's really becoming very popular in in our segment, and, mm-hmm. and should be restaurant chefs should be looking at it as well. It's a really versatile fruit. Um, what's really interesting about it is the fruit itself can grow to eighty pounds. Yeah, they get huge, huge, huge. Oh, they I know what like, they are. Yeah. they're like. Scaly on the outside. What's so amazing is that 6,000 years ago, there was a guy named Jack in Asia. (laughs) (laughs) That's more fascinating than anything. And one tree can grow from 100 to 200 of these individual 80-pound fruits on there. So sustainability. um, Yeah, but once you cut them open, because they're so big, how long do they last? We're only seeing them in packaged product, like what we brought in here. So this is a okay. refrigerated product that we sell in the store. It's pre-seasoned. Mm-hmm. Um, you take it home. You can microwave it. It's in a pouch. You can microwave it and then mix it into something else. All I did with these, I just put it on some chips. It's delicious. Um, so, but, you, you know, you can also do a lot of mm-hmm. different creative things with it. All right. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, I know we have more. To yeah, we've got here. two more interesting <laughs> things for yeah. you. Yeah, all right. pee drink is great. Isn't that great? <laughs> I'm drinking pee. Here, He's no, drinking have pee. No, I'll have some chocolate <laughs> pee. I feel like Seth yeah. Rogen, and this is the end. I'm <laughs> drinking pee. All right. This Try is it. David and Nikki Nellis with Booty and the Beast. Um, we're going to be back in a couple minutes. Maybe not. <laughs> 
Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda. That's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, 10000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Lace up your sneakers to kick off Public Service Recognition Week on Sunday, May 7th along the Washington, D.C. riverfront at beautiful Anacostia Park. By joining the 5th Annual Public Service Charity Walk Run, you too can show your support for federal employees and their charity, the Federal Employee Education and Assistance Fund. Runners, walkers, families, and strollers are welcome. Register now at feea.org slash 5K. John F. Kennedy once said, the greater our knowledge increases, the more our ignorance unfolds. If you are a CIO of a government agency, you know what that means. That's why there is federalnewsradio.com. Because it's not just about gathering intel. It's about gathering the right intel. Wisdom served daily by a team of award-winning journalists like Jason Miller and Tom Tannen. Federalnewsradio.com. Experience the difference. At Kaiser Permanente, we're always looking into the future. But we're not using a crystal ball. We're using science and technology. Take heart disease. It's the leading cause of death in this country because only half of us manage our blood pressure correctly. So we made it a focus. Now, more than 86% of our members have their blood pressure under control. We may not be able to tell you your fortune, but we'll happily work on improving your future. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States Incorporated. 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Come to the Marketed River Falls for the premium meats that make for delicious family holidays. Glorious briskets and short ribs for Passover and succulent lambs, hams, and roast for Easter. Passover and Easter taste better at the Marketed River Falls. All right, we're back on Fooding the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Again, I want to thank the folks that make this show possible. And if you're not one of our sponsors... I don't know how you sleep at night, but uh, our friends at ProFish, John Rohrpah there, great man, Celebrity Cruises. Well, and Ivy City Tavern. Oh, and Ivy City, City Tavern, Tavern, which is an awesome place. If you uh-huh. We, we sell their product. Yeah. Right. Oh, good. They're fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Celebrity Cruises, the market at River Falls in Potomac, a great little specialty market, <laughs> and mm-hmm. our friends at Central Farm Markets. So let's get back to Dawson's. Let's talk some more about the event. But first, Noah Yablonski is here, and he's drinking this chocolate milk made out of peas. Tell us what you think, for real. It's good. There you go. But his father had his hands around Noah's neck, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so just lastly, I'm sure. eating a vegan. So that's vegan mac and cheese. Okay. So this is, uh, we have a full production kitchen in our store. Mm-hmm. Um, our chef, Justin's, uh, does a great job. We do um, a lot of different dishes, and this is one of our most popular ones. It's a I vegan bet. mac yeah. and cheese. Um, so it's, you know, it's it doesn't. It's not going to be exactly like a mac and cheese because right. it's vegan, but it's, it's right. really good. Right, if you're vegan, good. tough luck. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'll tell it's you, a we, lifestyle choice. we bring this to the uh, Taste of Rockville, Taste of Rockville yeah. every mm-hmm. year, and we bring both. And a lot of people get the vegan because they want to try it. They've right. never, you know, so it's interesting, something different. Well, do you think people bucks. who are not vegans go for a vegan option because they think it's like less calories or healthier well, in some way? Yeah, I mean, potentially, but I also think, you know, to Bart's point, they, uh, sustainability is a big topic mm-hmm. right now. And so, you know, a lot of these plant-based foods are put out there not even necessarily targeting vegans and vegetarians, but trying to get people to eat more plant-based foods. And eat in- less meat. Correct. Right. No, that I totally get. All right, tell us quickly about the festival. 
So, um, so this will be our second year doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually on Earth Day this year, which is great because it's a Saturday. Is it, is it just in your parking lot? <clears throat> so it's or? in our parking lot, out inside the store, mm-hmm. out in front of the store. So we'll have kids' activities. We're gonna have a moon bounce. We'll mm-hmm. have uh, different projects for kids to do. Um, we do our grilling out there, which we do every Wednesday and Saturday. But it'll be a bigger grill. Okay. Um, have you already events. started doing that? Yeah, we did. We actually just Mike was out there flipping burgers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah, it was, it was gorgeous. And According to Bart, that's all you're good for. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll be doing that uh, in conjunction with our farmers market every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We do the cookouts. Okay. And then so we'll have a beer garden as well. So um, we do have on-site consumption in our store. So mm-hmm. it's a unique thing that we offer. So got a lot of really good local taps uh, on uh, available. And then we'll have a number of vendors there as well. So we've got another, you know, uh, group of sustainable, eco-friendly types of vendors that'll be out talking about, you know, what's important to them and samples, lots, lots of samples. Come, come sample. lots of samples. Well, will you be doing like the samples that we tried today? Is this the kind of thing that people can expect? We do, and we actually have a new event that we're just introducing, which is going to be on May first. Okay. And it's called. It's called Viva La Vegan. Um, okay. So, so it is. We we do a meet the locals, which is a locals only sampling, but this will be a vegan only sampling. And the same thing, you know, we'll have. 15 tables set up around the store. People can come in, try things that they haven't tried before, you right. know, go around. So pea milk will be available. Yeah, pea a great milk. little contest yeah. thing. Yeah. Just well, put this out and have people try and figure out what it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I think what's interesting is, is that the only way people are going to learn about these products is by tasting them. Do yes. you know what I mean? Because right. if I see this milk, I may look at it and be like, oh, that's interesting. But I'm not thinking to buy it because it's doesn't speak to me initially but now that i've tasted it like i absolutely would right and, and it's also the quality and the, the taste has really changed a lot you mm-hmm. know so i mean in the years ago you had the typical soy milks you know which people were basically drinking because they had an allergy to milk or right. they had you know they were vegetarian or vegan now a lot of these products are really as mike was saying are geared towards people who eat cheese and eat meat mm-hmm. and just want something once a week as an alternative because of sustainability or health Okay. And so there's a lot of good quality products. Well, we out have there. we have about one more minute. I, I'm just this chocolate milk is fascinating. <laughs> how, who I mean, who would have thought to whip peas and then uh, how do they make it? Yeah, what do they yes, do? So, I mean, I mean, pea protein has been around for a while as you know people use it after a, a workout, but now there's a lot more products that. Okay, are... I'm sorry. What I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I think okay, I know maybe, a lot about what's going on in the food world. Enough, I know nothing enough. about pea protein. Um, so, but, but yes, up. I mean, you know, there's soy and whey protein, but pea protein has always been an alternative out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know now there are a lot of uh, <laughs> pea-based products. But I mean, and what like, is the uh, plus size side of peas, like over soy or other products? What is it? I about mean, some peas? people have soy allergies. Right. You know, some people have just nut allergies. So, so how is this like sugar and calories and all of that? It's mean, pretty consistent. I don't have the bottom in front of me. It's pretty consistent with the other milk alternatives. Other product. Okay, yeah. so it's all the... And they, and they do a milk as well. Not They do chocolate milk and regular milk. And it's the regular milk? Very close. Yeah. Really? Very yeah. close. That's yeah. amazing. Because it's actually, it's, it's the white. texture that's really interesting. Yeah. Green. Do you know what I mean? It's right. like... <laughs> no, it's not green. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boss. Yeah. Something's wrong with this milk. It's green. <laughs> Shut up. It's good for you. Well, all right. So... But from, from a health perspective, it's better for you. But as far as sugar, and if you're on a diet, chugging a bunch of this is not going to help you, right? right. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, should so always check the there. nutrition. Right. <laughs> you guys are a buzzkill. Okay, okay right. so you got two big festivals coming up. you got the one on Earth Day. April Earth Day 22nd. is the 22nd, so it's from 11 to 3 mm-hmm. on the 22nd at Dawson's Market. You can go to Dawson's Market.com um, to get some information about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Then we're starting May 1st. The first Monday of every month will be our uh, Viva La Vegan. Okay, so cute. And that'll be from 4 to 7. All right, great. Thank you guys right, for thank coming. You. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, let's go back and talk about Barley Bill. Fest. Bill, you got to get up to the mic. Step up, Bill. Come on, Bill. <laughs> hey, Bill. Also, Sandrika, I'm interested. Who are the bands that are playing? So I have six bands. Uh, on the first day, I have Dave Chappelle and the Lone Star Brothers. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, who? Dave Chappelle. Like the comedian? No, Dave Chappelle, the musician. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Crowd Daily Duo and Carly Harvey. And then on Sunday, I have Don Wilson, Justin Trawick, and then Moonshine Society. Okay, I'm going to start doing the Abraham Lincoln radio show and see if I can get away with it. <laughs> Right. And so that's it. So seeing the bands and everything is included in the cost, right? Yeah, actually, I mean, it's a free event to stop by. You can just come and hang out and, and listen to the music. The but beers. if you want to beer, I mean, really just like go have a drink, then you have to buy just your tickets and sampling. But you can just stop by and play some of the game, listen to music and eat at the restaurants and hang out. That sounds terrific. Yes. Okay. Bill, back up to the mic. But now, were you there last year, Bill? Um, no, I didn't go last year, actually. We had to send somebody else because okay. I think it was one of those days where we had, like, three or four different events. Okay. But, no, but... This year we planned But you guys, out. but you had a table there. You the were part was of there, there, right? Yes. That's we participated. That's what I thought. You know, you're one of the few guys I know that actually went... To, you, I, if I remember correctly, you went to school to learn this. Didn't you turn on... Yeah, the, I studied fermentation science at the University of California, Davis. How many brewers actually do that do actually think? jason oliver who's the head brewer at devil's backbone uh also went to the davis program there's a, there's a number of us out there wow that's pretty cool yeah all right so what are we pouring next what do we got going next on? we've got the orange whip ipa okay so tell us about that so orange whip um it's kind of a name that came from the blues brothers mm -hmm. you know that one scene where john candy's Orange whip, orange whip, three orange whips. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my wife Beth and I thought about that while drinking some wine. Beth really good wine. Silence right. pouring <laughs> but uh, this is a, a name that we had in our uh, uh, notebooks for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And then when I came up with this beer, Citra Hop was very popular at the time. Okay. Still is. And so Citra, Citrus, there's a lot of citrus-like flavors in this beer. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the name mm. came about, Orange Whip. It smells Whip. very good. Got a great malt backbone, mm -hmm. a lot of crystal malt, pale malt, and then a ton of that citra hop. Very cool. Now, how many beers are you brewing, like, right now? Like, at any given time, what, how many, how many are in production? We have 12 different drafts that are on tap right now. Okay. Um, we also have uh, Cascale at the mm -hmm. brew pub in Falls Church. Mm -hmm. And same at the tap room in, in Glover Park. Okay. Um, but we're constantly coming up with new recipes. I've got about, I want to say, close to 100 uh, names registered with the TTB. Okay. So, yeah. so you, you got it. You're yeah. rolling it we're, out. We're always, we're always coming up with new stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So and Hannah, come back up to the mic. Where can we find your beers? You can find our beers anywhere in Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you're going to find them in... Oh, and it's on this market. There you go. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> you're fired, Hannah. <laughs> you knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Um, so, D.C., Maryland, um, we're actually in over 10 states now uh, mm -hmm. along the East Coast, so a lot of your local um, uh, liquor stores, beer stores, grocery stores. And how stores. many beers do you guys have in production right now? In production yeah. right now, um, so we have a lot with the collaboration beers going right. on. That makes sense. Um, so I'm going to probably give a general guesstimate of about 30 going on in our wow. larger brewing Double facility. It's such a great, it's a, just a great name. Oh, I love it. All right. Thanks, man. So <laughs> unfortunately, you're welcome, man. The uh, show, unfortunately, is ending because I could sit here and drink all this free beer the whole day, but... 
We had always, to get back to the female. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You had to bring up the female, yeah. didn't you? Know what? Take him to school. Okay. All right. So everything you heard about the show to, on the show today, you can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouwanted.com. Uh, follow her on Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on WTOP every week, twelve uh, forties on Thursday, twelve forty live on Thursdays. But throughout the week, she's dropping in a bunch of stuff. That's true. What's it's happening all true. next week? All right. We want to thank all of our guests for coming in yeah. today. This was so much fun. Job. It was a great studio. Lots of good food. Uh, we are off next week for Easter. We hope everybody has a wonderful holiday. And then we're back the following week. Uh, it, the National Harbor Wine and Food Festival is coming back. And Greg Nivens will be in studio. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. It's going to be a party. Down the hatches. So, everybody, thank you again for joining us today. And please have a delicious week. <laughs>